Welcome to Bootstrappers, a program designed to bring you up-to-the-minute ideas and concepts to understand what it takes to succeed in business and life. Each week, we'll bring you guests and ideas you can't find anywhere else. Bootstrappers is a production of Anaquim LLC. Now let's lace up those business boots and join Bootstrappers with Jeremy and Gwen Aspen. Welcome to this episode of Bootstrappers, where we talk to entrepreneurs about topics that are important to them. This episode is powered by Anaquim.net, where you can download uh, our podcast and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Uh, it's Anaquim if you just type that into uh, YouTube. Also, if you wouldn't mind giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, we would totally appreciate that. Today, we're talking about internet marketing, which is a huge deal right And now. something people my age don't know anything about. Well, I'm, I'm assume, making a huge assumption here, but nobody I've ever <laughs> met that's my age knows what the hell they're talking about when it comes to this. And I know it's it. It's so important. It's really important. Now it's even more important because the traditional ways that we would market to our customers, like ne uh, networking events and conferences and any kind of thing where we traditionally did it the old school way for people like us, we now have to do it online. So I'm really happy today. We're going to speak with Andrew Helling, who is a content creator on the internet. Apparently, that's a job. <laughs> he, he actually used to work here at uh, Wistar Group, so he's got a background as a property manager, so yeah. his background in property management. And uh, so, and he's doing some stuff in the real estate realm online. Oh yeah, it's super cool. He has a, a website called rethority.com and it's awesome content for the real estate industry. And that's a job. People like us, I mean, I have friends who have jobs like this, like uh, we have a friend named Richard and his daughter is dumpling on YouTube and Macy's pays her money to show off school supplies. So I guess there are all these ways on the internet that you can make money. And they only found out because she was getting checks for Macy's. And they were like, what? Why are you making money? It's dumpling. Yeah. YouTube and from channel. other outfits. Uh, so anyway, this is a whole new world, but we're going to. And, and actually, it's not all that new. I was trying to think about that. It's like, how far behind am I? <laughs> about 20 years. You okay. know, this has been going on. Uh, even when I was in corporate America, people were trying to figure out what do you do to get a presence online? Is it important to be online? What did reviews have to do with anything? No one reads reviews. What changed? But that's what the problem is, is that it's overwhelming if you if you don't live and breathe it every day. And so we're going to break it down so that small companies can honestly use this information. And since you and I are the perfect person to listen to this because we don't really know what we're doing either, then hopefully I think it will be a fantastic show. Although I'd so. say over the course of the years, I've learned so much. And maybe first and foremost is that it is important. I, and I think, you know, a lot of my peers in property management, we have this, like there's this undertow of disbelief that it's like not going away or, or something, or maybe it's not something you actually need to put a lot of attention to. Just do the basics. Uh, and then the basics, you know, that range is huge. Some people literally think nothing. I was looking up some uh, websites for property management companies 
and they didn't even have their address confirmed with Google or anything like that. So I've got to imagine it would be a question for Andrew that that's not going to well, help. Well, I you. think that's where we need to go. So, so hi, Andrew. Hello. Welcome to the show. It's nice to see you guys. Yeah, We're super it? happy is to have it? you. Doesn't he even look younger than us? You know what he looks. <laughs> well, yeah, it turns out you he guys is. look like pretty young. Younger. Yeah, do we? Um, we should also mention, I think, importantly, um, that Andrew is a pilot, which oh, this makes is him very... smart. That's how that goes. <laughs> That's a Jeremy's favorite <laughs> thing. We're clearly talking to another pilot here. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> turns so... out. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess. Yeah, now that you mention it. So, Andrew, okay, so let's just start with the basics here in the website. So I know you've been in property management. You've seen property management websites. Can you just give us as an industry some feedback on what we could do to improve our websites? Let's just start there. Uh, So as a blanket statement, um, a lot of property management websites look like they're from, uh, from the 90s. That's true too. Well, that's yeah. because they probably are because they you set up a are. website because you know you need one and then you never touch it again. Well, it's scary. I mean, to have an, a, a basic one is $5,000. And I don't know that that's, that's not op- true anymore. What you can buy cost? one on Wix. So that's a question I have about the website. So does it matter if it's WordPress or Wix or does that matter? Customized. WordPress is probably the best content management system. Uh, in my opinion, I think it's the easiest to use, and it's um, I think it's like eighty five percent of all websites run on WordPress. But it's mm-hmm. hard to use, like compared to Wix, where you can just like drag and drop. I think WordPress is kind of hard. No, it is. Um, it depends what you're looking for. So if you have a lot of plugins or integrations, um, what is a plugin? Uh, okay, I guess I should take a step back. Slow down, buddy. Uh, <laughs> So a plugin is what makes your website have a specific functionality. So you can integrate listings uh, from the MLS with uh, with your website, and that's done through a plugin. So it's just okay. a little thing that you uh, – it's like an app on a phone. It makes your website do something. So it's kind of mapped. It, it maps from their data over to your – however you're presenting the information in the website. Right. You just upload this widget, and it – it just does whatever you want it to do. But they all have a specific functionality and WordPress has the biggest integration of those plugins. So think of it like a, like an iPhone that has the most apps out of any phone, but it's harder to use because there's more functionality and WordPress is the same way. Okay, so for example, just to, to make sure I'm understanding. So like if I wanted a filtering system on my website where someone could look for two bedrooms in certain neighborhoods, the thing that filtered would be a, a plugin. Correct. Okay, got it. So WordPress has the most, making it the most functional system, which is why we should use it. Now, the number one thing that anyone cares about in property management is getting high on searches for Google. Yes. Right? So if someone puts in property management Omaha, you want to be high up on that. Does having a WordPress website in and of itself help you increase your ranking as opposed to the easy website makers like Wix? Uh, no, that doesn't matter. So okay. um, WordPress or Wix, it's still presenting the information to Google. And then Google will take the things that you do, uh, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a second, and uh, make it show up in the results. So how do I get a high, like if I'm just starting my property management company, 
I'm a brand new company. I start my brand new website and I'm on page like 15 of a Google search. How do I make my way up the rankings? So Google rewards uh, fresh, unique content that's relevant to the person searching. So if you type Omaha property management, Wistar Group shows up like the third result because you are, you have demonstrated that you're an authority in property management. So there's a few things you can do for that. Um, using any sort of Google uh, tool helps you rank better. What's a tool? Uh, like what kind of tool? Um, Not me. I, <laughs> different kind of tool. Uh, there's suite of services. So um, YouTube. Um, ah, got it. There's actually analytics, uh, uh, AdWords, AdWords, um, Google My Business, Google Plus. Uh, there's actually an antitrust suit because Google has mm. made it. Uh, they've rewarded people for using their own uh, tools. Um, mm. But you need a Google My Business is probably the biggest thing. Um, so integrating. Wait, wait, wait. Google My Business. What is that? What I don't even know what that is. Uh, Google business is, um, like if you search Omaha property management, it shows up on the businesses. Ah, okay. Um, so it's like, it's that insert inside. Right. That has like the, the maps right. on it. Right. That, so that's a different thing than just the Google search. Uh, yes. So Google search, I'll break it down. So Google search is the search that most people, it's like 80% of people use to find their answer to their question. And then within that, there are a bunch of things that help you rank better. So uh, we'll get to this in a second, but links back to your website is mm. huge. Uh, that's actually the biggest ranking factor. So the thing that helps you the most. Um, so let's explore that. So links back to your website. What does that entail? Uh, if you go to a website and there's a hyperlink, that's blue and underlined is how you usually see it. That is a hyperlink that is hyperlinked to another website. And so on a website, a link helps the reader go somewhere where Google thinks is helpful for the reader. Right. So like if I'm writing an article about um, some, some news story in my area and I, click back to the news story I have like in my blog I have a link back to it then the news story is getting credit from Google because there was a link to the news story correct and so that will rank that higher over there so we need content that's so good on our websites that people will use it as a reference and then that will give us links back to our website and help us rank higher on Google Correct. So, okay, I followed. So is that the mechanism that is used for, uh, that Google recognizes as content? Like you, you said earlier that it, relevant content. So it would indicate that if somebody's referring back to your website for whatever, then therefore it is legitimate or useful. And so it gets a, a nice uh, markup. So then what... What do people have to do to do that? I mean, how many articles can you have on real estate or property management? And um, are you looking for people to keep coming back or is it just like one-off uh, stories? You just, like, what's the strategy for um, for blogs? Because it doesn't seem like, like, I don't go to any real estate websites 
uh, implicitly and look for their articles. Like, how do they get in front of me? Like, how do I, how can, how are they how you, important if they're not yeah. making it through a news story or something? Um, well, there's, there's two different ways you can acquire a customer. Um, one, if you're searching, if the reader is searching for Omaha property management, you are an Omaha property management company. So simple things will help you rank for that term, like putting Omaha and property management in words on your homepage of your website. You're signaling to Google what your website is. <coughs> excuse me, is about. Um, other things like you embed um, your Google a Google Map on your homepage, that has been shown to really help you show up in the Maps ranking. Um, having a Google Business account, uh, it's free. It's a Google My Business. So if you type Wistar Group, it'll show your hours and your. Um, your reviews in things. Um, and then there are posts you can make within that as almost like a Twitter. Within the Google My Business? Yeah, most people don't know that. And that's how you rank higher in the map is you do posts because Google rewards sites that have fresh content and that are updated regularly. So if you built your website in the 90s and it doesn't have many links and it's not very good and it's a bad user experience and you don't update it, Google is gonna see that as outdated and it won't rank you high in the search ratings. Um, but it'll rank the Google My Business uh, in the map completely independent of your uh, website. I've noticed right? that okay. because yeah. Wistar is the third, I was just getting ready for this show, I was using Wistar as my example for everything. And we're third if you Google Omaha property management, but if you go into that business component, we're on like page five. So how do we, how is there that huge discrepancy between being third on the list and being on page five in the Google My Business? So you have photos. Uh, I actually analyzed that before I came here. Uh, <laughs> okay. You have photos, which is good. You have recent hours. Um, you have a phone number, email, pretty much everything you need. But if you start posting, and again, mo I didn't even know this was a thing until I was researching it today. Um, there's a post section. So you are able to post like Twitter and just a quick, you know, here's an article, uh, check it out or happy holidays or something like that. And so Google will see you as updating that product of theirs, which is the Google My Business. And then uh, it'll see that as fresh and relevant to your audience. So write about the best restaurants in Omaha. Write about, you know, what you can even do is rank, you can do an article on your blog and then share that link on Google mm. posts. And then you get double recognition because it's a link back to your website and it's uh, using... You the, would actually, yeah. So it's like double credit. Right. And Google loves content in things that benefit the reader. So if there's someone searching for Omaha property management, they'd rather put a listing that has a lot of linked content and just things that would help benefit the reader within that Google My Business listing uh, than somebody who doesn't update it at all. So that's a quick hack that you can do if you have a Google My Business listing, which you should, um, to help it rank better in the maps. Okay. So that's one component That's very helpful. That. So you were saying this blog content, having blog content, but it is 
so hard. I mean, first of all, writing blog content, can we just all admit it's very difficult? I mean, you and I even got this girl I know in college to edit my stuff. I don't even know if it's halfway decent (laughs) even after I have her edit it. But um, it takes a lot of work to come up with an idea and write something down. And we've had a blog at Wistar, which is probably why we rank higher. We do force everybody at the company. It's like your time to write a blog entry and we have deadlines and you've got to make the content. But I don't think anyone's looking at our blog posts. The only one that got big kudos or any recognition was yours on disparate impact. That one got a lot too. I mean, they started using that around the country as an example of... What property management companies should do. Yeah, give yourself um, a high five. Right well, we were there. right in. I mean, I went and talked to all the government groups right away, and and I I kind of hammered away at it, and I put out pretty a pretty lengthy um, uh, piece about it. And at the time, it's all anybody had, so we got lots. So of that's blog. kind of the key with the blog is that you have to really recognize its significance and try to create content that you think has the possibility of going out in the ether. So just keep writing and maybe like eight articles that you write will be worthless, but maybe one will be awesome. Is that what you would recommend to somebody? Uh, So actually what I do is I find what people are searching for and write about that. Uh, How do you find that? Uh, if you have a Google AdWords account, which is the way you run ads on Google. Is that expensive? How much is an AdWords account? It's free. Okay, uh, you just need to sign up for an AdWords account? Yes, and you don't have to actually run any ads to get use out of this tool. But there's something called the Keyword Planner, the Google Keyword Planner on Google AdWords. And uh, it helps you find what people are searching for. So it'll say... For example, I did I analyzed uh, what people were searching for in Omaha, and there's like 500 people a month searching for best restaurants in Omaha. So what you do is you know people are searching for it, so then write about the best restaurants in Omaha. Right now, there's one brokerage in town who wrote uh, an article on it, and it's pretty good, but um, nobody else has, has written an article on that. So if you're a property management company in Omaha, you can write about that. You'll probably rank in Google, and then maybe a tenant sees that uh, post, and then it, they see your logo, and maybe they didn't know about you, or maybe an investor. Um, so it, you get organic traffic. So you're not paying for it, and it'll take maybe a year to show up in Google uh, on page one. But then once it does, it could be... 20 years that it sits on Google, as long as you update it every year. Um, update the website. The content. Of, not of that particular article. Yes. Oh. I mean, if a restaurant has gone out of business. Oh, okay. Because uh, remember, Google uh, Google rewards fresh content and Got relevant it. content. Okay. So if you're writing about article or uh, restaurants that are out of business, they see that. But as long as you update it every year... Yeah, that is amazing that they can see that. So that's a great idea, too, because, well, there are two things I'm gleaning from this. One, this AdWords thing is just phenomenal. But two, if I write a blog that is getting a lot of traction, like Jeremy, your disparate impact blog entry, you should continually update that. The actual blog itself? Yes. That's what you're saying is update the actual blog itself so that when people research 
disparate impact, it continues to show up and give you relevance. Mark that down. Right. So, but an example of link building where you're not doing too much link, and when I say that, I mean getting links to your blog, is what Jeremy's done. Write an article that people want to share. If they share it on Facebook, that helps. Uh, it's called a social signal. It helps your SEO for your website um, because people are talking about your website. So you're creating a web presence and you're also establishing yourself as an authority in some area. Um, but writing just about the best restaurants and things um, is as is that's important. effective. Yeah. And then you can talk about um, once you get an established blog, you can talk about investment property. Um, now there's a lot of people writing about that, so you probably won't rank very high, but, um, the key is to find the, the one-off keywords. So you talk about, uh, apartment buildings in Omaha or the best places to invest in Omaha. And maybe there's 10 people searching for that, but they're probably have a higher chance of converting as a customer. So you don't need to get hundreds of thousands of people to your blog. All you need is one person to read it. And then that has already, uh, it pays itself back for the article. So, all right. So I, I'm, I'm listening to this. I'm a viewer or a listener to the show. And it sounds like a great big to-do list for me. And, I, and if I'm the owner of you know, a property management company or any small to mid-sized business, don't know, I don't know how to write, let's say, or I don't have time to write, which is more likely the, the reason that people would um, give to not actually do it. How, how do people find the time? Like, you can what is, find people, though, to write for you, uh, right? And right. you can also find people to edit what you wrote. So that would be my advice, right? Andrew, tell us more because maybe I'm not the expert. I'm not the expert at this. So I use freelance writers and I'm doing a lot more content than most people would ever need. Uh, so I do about 10 articles a week. Um, and you don't write them though? The no, freelance I, people write them? Right. I edit them. There's a service called the writerfinder.com. The writer finder. Yes. Can you spell the? Uh, T-H-E. Right. Uh, W-R-I-T-E-R. Okay. Uh, F I N D E R. Slow down. <laughs> okay, so the writer finder. All I right, know so the the, the, the is a service? tricky one. <laughs> this is fascinating to me. So you have them write the initial draft and then you edit it? Uh, no. So the writer finder helps you find writers. $200 flat fee. They'll give you names and emails of about 10 people. Uh, and then you pick a couple that you would like to write for you. Um, They'll charge anywhere from $50 to $1,000. You just give them your price point. Because mm. you can actually get writers from Wall Street Journal or New York Times. I mean, there's some pretty high level stuff. Uh, yeah. People. If you want to pay for it. Yeah. 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 And I've done pretty much everything. Uh, I found the cheapest writer is not the best, but also the most expensive writer is not the best. So I'm paying about 90 bucks an article. Uh, that's an 1800 word article. Um and so, yeah, you just give them your topic and you give them, say, do an intro, a body and a conclusion and focus on these keywords and then they'll write it SEO optimized. So it you can post it on your blog and then that in that format, Google likes that. 
So that would save Good property God. managers so much time because you can really get, I mean, if you're starting your property management company now, you have no choice but to do some serious things to get your name on the map in technology. Because there's how, what else are you going to do? Go to a network networking event? There's nothing going on. Oh, this especially is, now. Yeah, really. This is the only moment. This is the only way that you can really make a difference. Wow. Okay. So, so then with the website, I mean, is there anything else we're missing that property management companies need to know about the website? Or small businesses. Yeah. Uh, so I would say the just the key things you can do are make sure you use all the free tools that Google has. Um, okay. So the Google My Business, you have to have that. Uh, update posts on Google My Business. And then if you're able to embed the Google Map with your location flagged on either your about page or your, uh, not your home page, but your uh, contact page, because Google really likes that. Uh, and then just update your blog regularly with making yourself an expert in the area. And it doesn't have to be best places to invest. Uh, it could, but uh, just talk about your area, you know, parts of town, um, restaurants, bars, things to do in Omaha, because there's always people looking for that. And so Google will start to see you as an expert in your town, and then it'll reward you for the other keywords. So I want to just transition a little bit to the other thorn in property managers side, which is the freaking online reviews. And I want to take a moment to complain for a second. My complaint is that we had like one bad review a bazillion years ago and we cannot make it not a highlighted review and got Google. So it's like two five stars, and then it's this nasty one-star review about how we never fix this girl's door. You know that one? It's so because they highlight three reviews, and then they do your ranking, and then you can look at all of them. How do I change that review? Is there anything I can do, Andrew? Um, Google is a black box, so there's there's unfortunately there's not a set thing you can do. Um, you can respond to it. Um, I've, we've responded and we have, so we have 424 reviews, I think, Jeremy, at Worcester yeah, Group, something like that. But that one never goes away as being the recommended review. So that unfortunately is probably the one that Google sees as most helpful. Um, there's, they don't announce what's in their algorithm. So you have to guess, um, but I would say try going on incognito mode and see if that is actually showing up as mm. the actual review or if it's just from this IP address. Oh, so because of my computer has been my computer forever, it's possible that I see that and other people don't? It is, because I don't see that one when I... You don't? No, not from my home when I look... Oh, my gosh. That, uh, actually, I don't even know what you're talking about. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, president anyway, of Wissarge. Only good reviews, right? <laughs> well, it's from, it's no. literally from five years ago, that one review. But okay. Well, and reviews, okay, so actually, how do reviews help or hurt in, in SEO? Do they, are they related? They show you have an active company, so they're actually good for SEO. Um, as I said earlier, certain things help your site and certain things help the map 
optimization. Having a lot of reviews shows you're a legitimate business. So then that should, along with posts on Google My Business, show you higher in a map for certain key terms. So is Google My Business the one where they will send you a postcard to a physical address to make yes. sure that it's true? So that's a step that you got to do. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because I remember doing that at first. I thought, you're going to send me a postcard. looks a little fishy, but then you do it. And then essentially that's your way of taking ownership of that. I don't know. The address. Yeah. The, yeah, the right. address that you're posting. And as a consumer, I don't like sites with only good reviews. If I'm buying a product and all I see is good reviews, I think, well, something's wrong with this because someone has to not like it. So I don't think bad reviews are necessarily a bad thing. Um, you guys have a 4.1 uh, mm-hmm. rating, which is phenomenal for the property management industry. So I don't think that's all bad. Um, Google actually likes bad reviews too because it sees that you have a mix of reviews. So you didn't game the system. Okay. So I don't think it's all bad, um, but it always will show the most relevant review. But I'm shocked because in Google My Business, we have 424 reviews, more than anyone else in the city. We've worked hard for those reviews. I mean, in terms of just asking for them and training people to ask for them. And yet we're still low on that ranking. Well, we're relatively high. I mean, not on Google My Business. Oh, three, oh, right, right, Three on a Google search, but low on Google My Business. So at any rate, but well, go ahead. What about like, Yelp reviews? Yeah, let's talk uh, about Yelp I reviews. Oh, we'll get to that. The devil. Yeah, what is the deal with those, that outfit? I mean, they, there's, you can't fit, they suck. I, I, I just It's hate. because they hide your good reviews. Somehow they decide which reviews we have. We have 80 hidden reviews at Wistar Group. 80 hidden reviews that they well, won't so show people. I will solve that for you. You will? Okay, okay tell really? us how. All right, tell so us. Yeah, in the context of like with, because something you said earlier about Google and a lawsuit for forcing people to kind of use their services and stuff. I've heard that Yelp will like release likes you more if you start buying stuff from them. And so they, I don't know, do they adjust the reviews that they let people see because you're buying advertising? Their on advertising? Their... It seems I wrong. I think that would it. be illegal if they did. I It wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. But there's a lot of shady stuff that goes on behind the scenes at those companies. Mm. So I don't know. Um, what I can say is the algorithm of Yelp is similar to Google. It filters out spammy reviews. For example, if I write a glowing review about Wistar Group that is just over the top praiseworthy, there's a chance that they will filter it out because they think that I am somehow a biased source. So in the context of that behavior of the algorithm, if I go on Yelp and I've never written a review before, but I write a good review, it will say, well, you are likely a spammy uh, person so or a spammy account, so we're going to filter you out. The negative part about Yelp is that people complain on it. It's like the, the, yeah, the grouchy like old... The bitch it's like the Twitter of reviews. <laughs> right. Is, yeah. So you never get a good review on Yelp. Um, so when you do, you probably have not written any other good reviews uh, except for uh. one time. So... What you can do is you can prove to Yelp that this person is a real uh, 
person. So say I leave a review for your business. It's a good review. It's not biased one way or another, but I only have one review. Yelp will likely filter that out. So as the business owner, you can go in to your business owner account. Uh, and then there's a way to search for your hidden reviews. Uh, and I sent you the link actually uh, uh, to the and article. We will put it in the notes of the show. So you search for that and then you start liking uh, and recommending the person who wrote the review. So you're proving to Yelp that you trust them and you trust their review. So then there's, it probably takes a week from what I've read. And then you are signaling to Yelp that this is not a fraudulent account. And that has actually worked for a lot of businesses um, to improve to help show some of those reviews. Interesting. Well, that's that's a takeaway. So that's the counter punch to Yelp being just total jerks dicks about yes yeah, so okay. you have to follow them you have to uh although i kind of get the logic like why wouldn't they filter out some of those things if they suspect that something if they reasonably suspect that there's it's not a real person it that same logic helps in a lot of instances too i'd imagine it also helps in the negative ones right like if somebody just doesn't use yelp and they are out to kill you then they go to yelp and they make one bad review because you are the epitome of their of a bad experience Yelp might take that one out so, for the same reason. Do you think using a person's name helps the ranking of the review? In your response? No. In like if I if someone writes us a review because our customer service agent is phenomenal and they're like, um, Armando is amazing. Does that word Armando make it seem more real? It could. Um if I if think of a review as reading it aloud to somebody else, and if it sounds like like if I say Jeremy's the funniest guy on earth, well, uh, a lot of people are going to be like, "Yep, Andrew knows Jeremy." So yeah, so maybe Yelp would uh, show that review, but <laughs> Google would filter it out because it's the smarter algorithm. <laughs> uh, so. But if you read a review out aloud and it sounds absurd, then it's probably going to be filtered out by uh, one of the bots because the algorithms act like people. So they think like people. Um, they see like people. They can see photos and things and see what's on the on the page. It's kind of scary, actually. Uh, it is. Okay, so I want to go to onto another topic. Let's talk about Google AdWords. How the hell do I use Google AdWords? Like, what do I do? I don't know anything about it. Um, so Google AdWords can be complicated, um, especially if you outsource it. A lot of people will charge you a lot of money, and you're not sure what you're paying for. Um, well, that's no joke. But we did that, and we, we hired a company, and they were, sp- they were spending an awful lot of our money and charging us a lot. But, I mean, even if we did get reports... We don't really understand how to we, read it. It's so complicated. We had a friend who owns a huge company in town, and they were frauded tens of thousands of dollars with oh, Google yeah. AdWords. Yeah. And so this is an area where people really do have to be careful. Well, I myself have uh, wasted some money on Google because I didn't understand it. Um, 
so my takeaway is there's exact match keywords and then there's broad match keywords. For example, Google is the search engine. And if you see, there's four spots at the top of uh, every page and it says add right next to it. So that's somebody paying to show up when you type your specific keyword. Mm -hmm. So I can bid on Omaha property management. And as long as I outbid Wistar group, I'll show up at the top. But then there's, so that's called an exact match. If I only want to show up for one phrase, that's Omaha property management. So that's less expensive than a broad search. Uh, yes. Um, you pay per click. So I only pay if somebody clicks on me, um, on my ad. Now I can also do broad search, which is where a lot of people waste a lot of money. And that's where I think some agencies get in trouble is because they don't know the difference. Um, cause it's not their money they're spending. So as long as they have a budget, Google will spend it. Google will spend as much as you tell it you want it to spend. Um, so broad match, you could say Omaha investment management, and it would still show up. So if you only want to target one word or one phrase, then exact match is the way to go. And so is that what you would, you know, our industry, because you were in it. Is that what you would recommend people? If you're going to use Google AdWords, use exact match, not broad match. Correct. And And do do it yourself and don't pay some court gesture to spend your money for you. Yeah. As long as you do a cost per click, uh, there's a million other different ways you can bid, but um, cost per click and then exact match. And then you use the keyword planner, which is the free tool we talked about earlier to find your keywords. And, you know, it may be 20 bucks a click, but if that 20 bucks results in $1,000 in revenue, that's worth it yeah. for you. Um, and then just keep a super clear, super close eye on on that because you can spend a lot of money really fast. Right, so let me circle this back to the property manager, maybe a small, medium-sized one. The owner is super busy. They don't have a huge staff. Who's going to do it? I mean, and what I'm getting at is, Who's gonna can we pay somebody? Like, because do we don't ads? need a full-time person to do marketing for, let's say, a thousand-unit complex, uh, a thousand-unit company, or or three two hundred-unit company. But we have to look like we have a marketing department. So, is it easy to find people out there that do this kind of work that are trustworthy? Like, what's that search look like? Agencies are are decent if you are you specify what you want. Um, so you kind of have to know a little bit so that you don't get taken advantage of. Right. But it's remote work, so I can do it from anywhere in the world. So that means it opens the door for things like forums and Facebook groups. So if somebody in Michigan is using uh, a freelancer, you could use them too because they're probably working remotely. So I would say tap your network of people um, of contacts and then they can help you find somebody that that they're using. Stuff. Okay. So what about, um, this is going back to the last or earlier a little bit, but um, why wouldn't somebody just go in, find an article that they like, copy it and paste it in their own blog? Uh, Google sees that as duplicative content, so it won't rank you if it's already ranking in Google. And then you can get a um, trademark Infringement. But or, what if you uh, have multiple property. sites? Okay, so, IP. like, let's say I have one fancy apartment complex 
that has its own website and then I have my regular property management website, then you're telling me I don't want to use the same blog content for both. No, because Google sees it as uh, duplicative, oh, and then shoot. it sees it as spammy, and then it won't rank either. And that will actually harm. It'll harm you. Yeah, so you it'll can penalize refer you. refer to it in a blog. Oh, so like you make another link. blog that refers it with a link. Yeah. Uh, you can link it and summarize it, but if you copy and paste from one blog to the other, there's a chance, a small chance, but a chance that Google will devalue your rankings so it won't show up at all. Okay. Oh. Okay. okay, so I have a question about analyzing this. So, because you want to know if you're going to spend money on somebody doing your marketing and you're like, well, did it work? I mean, what do I measure? So there's the Google Analytics. I've gone in there a handful of times. What do, what do I need to, as a business small business owner, look for in Google Analytics to know whether I'm doing poorly or well in this web environment? So that's a little hard because the average blog isn't going to have the tools in place to measure your conversions into a customer. Um, if you write a blog about investment property, for example, you could ask the reader if you have a call to action, signaling them to reach out to you for a quote for property management, you could ask them to uh, quote your blog as the referral source. But AdWords, you can see pretty pretty easily um, because uh, you can set up, I won't get too into the weeds, but conversions. So you can set um, when someone clicks on a button or something in your ad, it'll show up in Google Analytics as a conversion then you can see people are clicking through from your ad to your website or to your uh, form where they get a quote or whatever you have set up. So you would recommend for people who are really not that sophisticated at this, you would only really delve into the Google Analytics if you're paying for ads so you can make sure that your ads are making you money. Right. That's like um, the primary purpose of it. Right. Or you could see if you're doing a lot of content, you know, you're doing a couple blog posts a week. Um, you can see if those are having any impact. I can say my site is about 18 months old and I just started seeing meaningful traffic. So it can take between six months and a year until your posts actually show up. So that's where a lot of content managers get discouraged or marketing managers get discouraged is because they don't see the immediate result mm -hmm. as if you would from a Google ad. And so then they, they pull the plug, but mm. so 18 months. Okay. So, and you know what you're doing, like you're not, it's not like you're, th um, throwing spaghetti against the wall and being like, Oh, we'll see what, what sticks. And even for you, it's taking 18 months for you to get the traction. Uh, it probably took six to 12. Um, to to see anything and then from there on out i mean i'm doing a lot of content my strategy is way different so it's right. going to take me longer but it probably took six to six to 12 months for it to rank on the first page so you wouldn't feel bad for a property man you would say like a property management company who doesn't live and breathe this if it takes 24 months for them to start really seeing progress, you would say that that's pretty normal or uh, if you just publish best restaurants in your town, I'd say, and you have a website that's been around for a while, uh, and you probably have some links and an active social media presence, I would say you should see, you should be on the first page between 
six and 12 months. Okay. Uh, but don't post it and then be mad you did because uh, you don't see results the next day. Got it. But once it is on the first page, it should be uh, – you should see r- traffic for a while. So it's a long play. And, I mean, and one thing that companies should probably take into account is that they've had a website, most likely, unless you're a brand-new company. You've probably tried to do something. Is it fair to say that all that effort or minimal effort at least adds to – um, you've got some history, so you're really just kind of launching off of an already existing, albeit relatively weak, um, place, but you can still build up. You're not, not everybody's six to 12 months out. If they've been around for 10 years and they've dabbled with it and they've put some content out there, they can build off that and shorten that curve. Couldn't they? Oh, absolutely. Um, but I'd never want to set false expectations. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some oh, people it may that. take a day. Some people it may take a year or more, but um, it's totally worth doing. Okay, I want to talk about social media. Um, So it's really hard to know what kind of content you should put on your business page. Jeremy and I have spent a lot of money on social media coordinators. We even had some fair housing scares. So I would say if you're going to hire someone to be your social media coordinator, Put them through fair housing training before. It's actually a really good point. You make yeah. them your social media person because they. I woke up one morning with like heart pulp palpitations because I could not believe something was out there somebody, all night long. Yeah, that somebody was like says something like uh, great, great for, for children or a great oh, place for young professionals. Bitch. Right. Yeah. So. It, at any rate, that's my little property management. Uh, learn from my mistakes. But what kind of content sells? Or it works for businesses so they actually... Because the point is to get customers to your website and buy your service. So how do you do that on social? In my opinion, social media is not a... a, You can use it to run Facebook ads and things. Um, I've never had good luck with that. I don't necessarily think it's the best thing to do with your marketing dollars um, as opposed to Google and Google ads because they're more hyper-targeted. Um, Google, you can target specific keywords and Facebook, you target audiences. So if you're selling a product like, a, like a remote control truck or something, that's great for Facebook, but anything else, mm. I think Google mm. is the better, uh, the better way to reach property management specific audiences. Um, that said, post your listings, uh, things where anybody can share. So if you have a, a cool house, post that because then you post it and somebody will have a friend who wants something like that and then they share it with their friend. Um, but I wouldn't think too hard about what you post on Facebook. Um, you know, some people... In your company account. Correct. Correct. Because then people, your readers or your uh, people who like your page will share your content with your post with their friends. Um, so I, I wouldn't think too hard about what you post on Facebook. There's no real strategy. And, and some people would disagree with me, but I would say for property management, being a property manager, the best thing you can do is just post listings and then anything you want. For your culture. like so. Correct. So the point of Facebook in your eyes is 
as you're designing a marketing strategy, know who you are, know your culture and be congruent with that. Would you say that that for, for the fluffy stuff? Correct. I think Facebook helps you, it helps humanize your brand. So property management companies are pretty stuffy uh, as a stereotype and Facebook helps them, it helps modernize them a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Wistar does like uh, they say Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or whatever you say with like a frame with Christmas lights around it. That just shows you're kind of a playful brand and you're not stuffy uh, suit and tie type operation. So then that helps you reach other generations who might otherwise look past you. So so the point of Facebook is to improve my SEO because it, is it owned? Or is it, it's not owned by Google, no. No. Does it help your SEO to have an active Facebook page? Uh, yes, because it shows that you have uh, what's called social signals. And then that, Google sees that as you have a larger presence than just so a blog. So they can link your like website and Facebook as being part of the same quantity? Uh, so you put your website on your Facebook page. Right, okay. Along with your email address and whatever else. And then if you have a blog post, you can share it on. So say you did one on uh, disparate impact. You can hyperlink that in a post and share that to your Facebook audience. So then it's just marketing is casting a wide net mm-hmm. and hoping you catch some fish. And uh, this helps you do that. Well, but only if you're a fisherman. Am I? So, so oh, anybody can fish. Here's what my <laughs> takeaway from this is. Property managers shouldn't focus too much on it. Have a Facebook page. Be fun. Have a little bit of fun in between your listings, but the main thing is to get the listings out there so it's active. And throw your marketing dollars in other places because they're better somewhere else. In my opinion, as a former property manager, that's what I would suggest. Okay. Once a property manager... Always a property manager. <laughs> and that's how the saying goes. I, I don't know if he hopes that that's true. Um, <laughs> and now I'll also mention there's a service called Canva. It's like a hundred bucks a month, and it's a graphic design software. So there's templates. You can type in holiday fly Facebook post, and it makes it really easy. And it's all pre-designed, so you can uh, you can just pull that down and then post it. So that makes it super easy to do graphic design. So you don't need to hire a. Oh, that's a great designer. idea. I, I know we're winding down time wise, but YouTube. No, we're not doing YouTube. I want to do Haro. Okay, all we're right. We're doing Haro. Sorry, sorry, Jeremy. That's Executive fine. Executive decision. But YouTube's a big deal. I, it is a big deal, but we're going to. It's talk owned about by it Google. Later. Okay, so Haro. Haro is, stands for Help a Reporter Out. Yes. And it's and you sign up on it as a company, and then you get emails about articles that uh, publications wanna wanna write, and you are gonna be the the guess or what the example of you're the a prop- source. I'm the source. You're gonna be the source. And so you use this. Can you tell everybody how you've used it in the past? We were in Martha Stewart because of you. Yes, yes. Um, not to toot my own horn, but. Uh, I did uh, get a link, which helps SEO, from MarthaStewart.com uh, about Wistar Group. So Haro, it's, it's like 18 bucks a month, I think, and it pairs you with journalists. So somebody from Forbes or Inman or um, Business Insider, they, will, they need sources for their stories. 
And so maybe uh, they're talking about how COVID has impacted the property management industry or is one I saw. Remote uh, uh, virtual assistants. Yeah, virtual assistants. Um, anything like that, they'll look for expert insights. So what I do is uh, every three times a day, actually, I get a bunch of emails to my inbox for requests uh, about from journalists, just about anything. And so then I pitch them. So I give them my bio, my headshot, and then actionable tips that they can use in their story. And I make it so that they can just copy and paste a quote. Uh, so you have to pit, you have to give them all the information in your email back. Correct. So there, and there's like, you get like, like 400 emails a day. So you set up filters where it's real estate. So then that takes it down to like maybe an email a day. Um, and then if it looks like something I want to pitch them on, then I say, you know, I maybe do 500 words and it'll take me 20 minutes to do. And I try to be helpful for their story. Because they in there, they tell you what the story is going to be about. Right. So you can just kind of write something for them. So they'll say, I'm doing a story on COVID and real estate and how it's impacted your business. So then you just give them a bunch of information on how COVID has impacted your business, make it quotable so they can copy and paste. And then that will establish you as a reputable source because so Forbes wanted quotable. Right. So you like write your own quote and put co- quotation marks around it. Uh, no, I would just write three or four paragraphs. Okay. That's really easy to read some bullet points so that they can, I don't actually put quotes in it, but it's something that if I was the journalist, I could just copy and paste my own quote into the story. Okay. So property management companies could use this because if if you have Forbes on your website, like as seen on Forbes or as seen in the Wall Street Journal, obviously that gives you instant credibility. Or when you're sitting down with a potential owner, you can be like, oh, and here's our article. I mean, you could print it out and put it in part of yeah. your packet. Yeah, so we that's were how Wall it would Journal, actually. And we had some weird activity go on after yeah, that. Yeah, it, it really was, really was cool. a game changer. Yeah. But that wasn't through Haro. But no. this is another way that property manager management companies can get relevance in their space. And in addition to this, you got the link back, right? Yes. So did people, I mean, did Wist, I don't even remember, did Wister get a lot of traffic from that? Um, I'm sure they did. Yeah. And then it helps the SEO, which is our right. ultimate goal. Okay. This is making sense more to me. Does but I pitch anything, travel tips, uh, DIY stuff. Lifestyle. Anything. Yeah. 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 Get creative. That's awesome. This has been an unbelievably helpful conversation, Andrew. Again, Andrew's website is reauthority. And that's R, capital like, Think of it as capital R, capital E, as in real estate. Authority.com. Oh, authority. Before we yes. go, though, I want to ask you, what is your favorite book? I Love Capitalism by Ken Lingone. It's about oh. the story behind Home Depot and why capitalism is uh, effective. Ooh, I like it. I haven't read that one. So if you give Bootstrappers a five-star review on Apple. If you're the first one. Right after this episode, the first one, we're going to send you the book that Andrew just recommended. We'll also link it in the show notes. So thank you, Andrew, so much. You're welcome. Yeah, Thanks for having me. Soon. Done. All right. Cool.
This has been Bootstrappers, a unique presentation designed to help you better understand how the world turns. Contact Gwen or Jeremy at posts at bootstrappers.club or visit our website, anaquim.net. Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts on Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and our YouTube channel. Thank you and join us next time for Bootstrappers.